0: This is Grown Up With Kids, the parenting and marriage podcast that gives a weekly dose of encouragement, wisdom, and humor for people trying their best to live, love, and laugh more with their families. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, hey, another week in lockdown, and we discuss marriage when under quarantine, toilet paper, crisis schooling, and how David started the grill on fire. Yeah. <laughs> you podcast I dare you to whisper it next time podcast yeah there we go or you could say it really seriously welcome to the growing up with kids podcast
0: I'm gonna say it like David Muir from the ABC News yes welcome to the podcast after the break <laughs> yeah there are so many breaks in that Newscast.
1: Yeah, it's the only news that I watch. It's like twenty minutes of just enough news, and then um, it's out. the
0: only news you watch because it's the only news we get. Yeah, because <laughs> <also> it's <laughs> on Hulu, and none of the other stations have news on Hulu.
1: Right. So we cut our cable, like which I think is great. We don't need all that crap on our TV. Um, but it does mean that we don't have access to like a twenty-four hour news station. And if we wanted to, we could use the antenna to get local news, right. but we don't but want to. Not
0: on demand. Right. we're usually watching the news at <laughs> 9 in the morning. So
1: watches TV not on demand nowadays?
0: Nowadays.
1: Oh, I sound like an old lady. You
0: know what I've been doing uh, this weekend? Tell me. Uh, cleaning. Yeah, there's been a lot of cleaning. Our house is getting there. You cleaned one of the boys' rooms, <laughs> and it's amazing. I cleaned yeah. the grill because I'm a man, and that's what men do. Um, and, and that's what amazing. men do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Why did I clean the grill? Do you remember?
1: Uh, yeah, we had a small incident. You want to talk about the incident? So
0: uh, a few months ago, I think it was shortly after the new year, we had a special segment called, Who Did You Set on Fire This Week? That looked at Rachel's work setting one of our children on fire.
1: (laughs) On accident. It's only
0: fair that we should revisit with, What Did David Set on Fire This Week?
1: So David, what did you set on fire this week?
0: I set the grill on fire. (laughs) It's easy to do. Uh, I mean, no, it's the grill, not. It's like
1: designed not to start on fire. The
0: grill is literally a fire. Yeah, a controlled fire. Um, but there was a lot of stuff apparently at the bottom of that thing.
1: Yeah, apparently and it just
0: went up. In you're flames. supposed
1: to change like the drip pan more frequently than we do.
0: You mean ever? <laughs> Ever would be more frequent.
1: So we had a ton of grease, and so we had a bit of a grease fire yeah. on our hands.
0: And on your I don't hands. know the difference between um, baking soda and baking powder. <laughs> Thankfully, you did. Because <laughs> I would have just thrown any... I well, think I said to you, no, no, I no. said, do we have any flour? No. And you're like, not flour. Your
1: first suggestion was... Let's get the fire extinguisher. And I was like, no, because then I think that the grill is gone. Like, I think we need to save the grill.
0: I mean, I'm going to take a lot of fall here. But you <laughs> said, David, do you want me to get the fire extinguisher? <laughs> and I said, yes. And, then I was and like, now you're trying to throw it no, in my no, face. No, 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 no.
1: We can't use a fire extinguisher on this. Because we used it last month. And now it's probably not going to work. So we need a different The fire solution. extinguisher. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, why did we do that? <laughs>
1: Because one of our children is a mad scientist and was out back and they were okay to their credit, but how they were how far
0: from the house is out back in this case, Rachel?
1: <laughs> they were like s-
0: nope. six feet. Nope. Nope.
1: Four. They would have gotten
0: coronavirus <laughs> from the house. They were a good they three and, like and a half feet.
1: Three and a half or four feet from the house. With and a
0: cardboard box. With a cardboard
1: box. But and okay. lighter fluid. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> and matches.
1: So, two of our boys are out back on a cement patio trying to figure out, like, how the smoke would work if they lit a small fire in, like, a foil um, volcano. So, they were kind of, like, changing the angles of the smoke. So, I thought, hey, I'm super cool. Like, this is great. This is a good learning experience. Until they decided, behind my back, not even behind my back. I should have been watching, but I wasn't. I was making dinner. They put the... Whole thing, the volcano contraption that they had made into a large cardboard box, the and Rachel started. Is it.
0: cardboard flammable?
1: <laughs> yes, and oh, I okay. know that, but they did not. Mm. So I wasn't totally paying attention. It was like right at six o'clock, and so like out of the corner of my eye, I see huge flames leaping outside our back window, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And this, of course, is the moment that you pull into the driveway. And so I think that you think I'm a terrible mother. Like, I'm not paying attention no. all day. No.
0: I know you're an amazing mother. <laughs> so I know you love fire. I and do. And we'll, we'll let our kids play with fire Yes, in a safe environment. I have but I was surprised
1: <laughs> that there were flames to walk in and see leaping. Fi- flames <laughs>
0: leaping through, like, not through the window, but that's I was looking through the window. It was higher than them.
1: the window. And so yeah. I sent the boys to the other side of the yard and... I came in and got a fire extinguisher and was like it was like my heroic moment where I just like I I took over. I felt like a fire a fire person. What is a fire lady called? Fireman? Firewoman.
0: Firewoman? Is fireman now gendered?
1: Nah, I don't know. I mean Fire X. You were let's just call it Fire X.
0: Fire X. I was the Fire X. Sounds good.
1: Um anyway, you, you that's get... why our um fire so extinguisher are, may not work right now.
0: Yeah, so we should replace that. That's yeah, because
1: apparently we have a little trouble with the fire.
0: Granted, we had that fire extinguisher for eight years in this house and never true. had to use it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, and it's but, just recently. This,
0: these two months, we've been really killing it. <laughs> we set a couch on fire, a cardboard box, and then I set the grill on fire. Yep. And the grill, I didn't really know what to do. I mean, it contained the fire, but it also has an entire like, canister of propane, propane attached to it. Yeah. So I'm like, w- what happens if the fire gets in there? <laughs> You're going to be a widow. My um, gosh. So and it we... was,
1: like, set up against the house. So you pulled it away from the house. I think you did and, great.
0: And then you brought me baking soda, po- yeah. powder? Yeah,
1: baking soda What's is what you difference? put. What's the difference? I don't know. There's some, like, acidity that you balance out in baking, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Anyway, but baking soda is what you put on a fire, a grease fire specifically.
0: What do you put baking powder on?
1: You put it in your cookies. What kind of fire? You put them in
0: cookies. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'd like some cookies.
1: Anyway, we have a little trouble with fire.
0: So so there we are. So there we
1: are. I yes, that's fine. I think it's good for kids to learn like how to play with fire responsibly. Yeah,
0: we should let them use the grill. <laughs>
1: we should <laughs> we should be responsible. That's probably the main no. lesson we're learning.
0: So uh, the other thing I've been doing a lot this weekend is listening to a fair amount of Billy Joel.
1: Oh, um, your favorite. I go through,
0: yeah, if I could only listen to one artist, and that was like that was all I could do for the rest of my life, yeah, I would like, so pick let's him.
1: say if you were in quarantine for say, going on fifteen days now,
0: let's just say, you, as an example,
1: and you had to listen to your favorite artist for all fifteen days, yeah, who would it be?
0: It would be Billy Joel, there you go, How about you,
1: uh, oh, Dave Matthews band,, mm. I still love him,
0: yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little bit worried
1: about it. <laughs> so it's it's a little warm in here. It's fine. Um
0: so but one one or two of our kids are really into Billy Joel with me which is fun. So yeah, they'll sometimes request it. Um and I started hearing some songs that I remember one of my first albums once I got past like my very first album was uh Alvin and the Chipmunks. Once I got into <laughs> like what I'll call real music you. 17? I had a Bruce Springsteen album and I had a Billy Joel album and in fact there's one song on that album that I always expect to skip because I had a scratch on the album as a kid, and I played it over <laughs> and over again, and it always skipped these, like, two words.
1: That's hilarious.
0: So, um, but anyway, so it brings me back. And I also remember, essentially, what I learned about what relationships looked like as an 8 to 10-year-old oh, no. was from Billy Joel songs. Oh, my gosh. Which is not great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, no, okay, what did you learn from a Billy I mean, Joel like, song about girls? Think about
0: She's Always a Woman. Like some of the lyrics in that yeah. are like, you know, she'll ruin your faith ca- with her casual lies. Yes, it's like, she
1: will. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, she'll take what you give her as long as it's free. Like,
1: I have a really oh. twisted view.
0: There's another song, uh, Tell Her About It, where it's like he's telling someone that you actually need to talk to the girl. And so I was like, is that not normal? Do you usually not talk to the people you're dating? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just had no clue, and I don't think it helps.
1: Oh my gosh, we need to make sure that our boys all know that none of what Billy Joel is teaching them about relationships with girls is accurate. They should talk with them. I mean, they're worth. She's a lot. got a way.
0: It's not too bad. That, yep. Piano man, pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billy Joel did help me get a girlfriend in high school, though. Really? Yeah. How did he
1: do that? He's got
0: a song called Vienna, and I wrote it out as a poem. I credited it, I footnoted. Oh, it was I was gonna like, say,
1: did you write it as your own? No, no, no. Of course, no, no. it I noted like, that amazing. it was
0: quoted, and then I put it in her locker, and she was super impressed.
1: That's nice. Yeah.
0: And then she broke my heart. Where's All right. my Billy Joel? Where Mom. my Mary Jane's, <laughs> Rachel? What's that from? Uh, Family Man. The Family Man.
1: The Family Man. Great movie. Great movie. Nicolas Cage.
0: All right, Rach. What do you wanna talk about? Rach. Uh,
1: well, we're in this little uh, quarantine thing, like what we mentioned. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's going better than I thought it would. Um, yeah. yeah? we I feel like we kind of hit a stride with schoolwork this last Thursday. So we finally, finally figured out that one of our sons isn't doing anything. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, mentioned, I mentioned it last week <laughs> that... This is a different son. So one of our sons I realized, "Oh my gosh, you are not doing anything. What are you doing?" Um so a different son this week I realized, "Oh, you're also not doing anything." <laughs> he's doing stuff. No, he's doing stuff, but he's not necessarily able to coordinate or structure his like his time in order to accomplish everything or to get things done to completion. So he'll do parts of things get distracted, go back and then change subjects and then go back and change subjects. And at the end, he doesn't turn anything into the teachers. So I think this is common. I'm hoping. So we got a couple emails from teachers that were like, Hey, your child has not attended class for four days or five days or six days. How long have we been like, in quarantine? I'm like, wait a minute. I swear this kid has been doing stuff. I swear. So that was a little bit of a shock. So we had to readjust our expectations and have some conversations, which were really good, and make sure things were getting turned in. So we have hit our stride. I feel like um, we're able to get some schoolwork done and keep our sanity. Um, it's not the easiest th- thing we've ever done. I also feel this incredible need to clean all the time.
0: Yeah. So on a sanity scale of 0 to 10, where 10 is like amazingly sane, clear yeah. head, you've ever had, 0 is, I don't know, the Joker.
1: Um, <laughs> I've never seen it, but I'm assuming he's crazy.
0: Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Good inference.
1: <laughs>
0: how uh, sane do you feel right now?
1: I, I actually feel like an 8, maybe a 9.
0: 8 or 9.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I think maybe we are a bit abnormal in how much we enjoy each other as a family um i'm I'm finding a lot of delight in our kids. I'm also finding I was talking with a friend the other day that this scenario of all of us being quarantined with our families um, gives a spotlight which seems to highlight the holes and cracks in the surface of our families and of our marriages
0: to uh, unpack that I don't know what that means
1: so Like I think that there are things that might be broken in our family or things that I've noticed um, have been more difficult or there's a disconnect with you and I or with me and the kids or a way that they're interacting that I would not necessarily have seen unless we had this amount of time together. And so it it really is offering a spotlight because we don't have busyness to cover any of those cracks. And so it's really – I feel like it's really exposing some of the stuff – in our own family, specifically, we had a come to Jesus meeting last night about how the brothers are treating each other and how to keep peace in the house. I don't know about anyone else, but we are experiencing a bit of—I um, don't know—discouragement among them. Like, there's just like squabbling and sarcasm, and their are they their um, natural selves are coming out, which can be discouraging to. Th- Another brother. Does that make sense?
0: The way I would describe it is that um, in any family and with siblings, there's always power dynamics. And okay. sometimes there's a balance of power where everyone sort of feels comfortable in their role. Right. Um, and sometimes uh, there is not. And so that can play out with people acting out or yelling out um, or uh, often with older siblings they have the power to kind of like push the other one around not necessarily physically yeah and so I think and then that obviously usually pushes them to a response yeah and I
1: think we've seen this um, as our kids have gone through the school year Um, we have seen some of these dynamics play out but it has been really easy to cover because we are in such a rush to get to soccer or basketball or baseball or school or you name it. Um, and so I think what this has done is pushed us into a place where we have been together for 14 days or 15 days now um, with very, very little space, like, from each other. And I, I, as a mother, have been able to see that there are some power dynamics that are problematic for um, our kids and have been able to... Sort of start speaking into that. So last night, our conversation was about keeping the peace. Like, how can you pursue peace? Not just keep the peace. Don't be, like, don't just walk away or, like, just be quiet about how you feel. But how do you actually pursue peace and putting courage into your brother? Um, what yeah, and what that, does that look like?
0: That peace is two-sided, right? Like, not just getting what you want so you feel fine, but how do you actually pursue what your brother wants, right? Exactly. Or, and exactly in the middle or negotiate through it or share or just walk away from each other for some time if you need space, right?
1: Yeah. So I think it's highlighted some of the cracks in the surface, which is what I was talking about earlier, sort of shining light on some of the ugly that has been covered up by busyness. Um, and it has really um, pronounced where the fault lines are with, within the sibling relationships um, and given us Plenty of time, to be honest, to work on those. Um, So I'm trying to take advantage of that time. I do find that difficult because I wasn't planning on doing crisis schooling. And so that takes a lot of my energy, which I wish it didn't. And so by, like, 3 o'clock, I'm toast. Um,
0: Right which is when they're in school, 3 o'clock is when they would be coming to you and you would be really diving and engaging with them typically. Right, yeah. Um, And now that's when you're like, go, play, run, (laughs) get 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 out of here. Um, But I do think what you're talking about, uh, I've seen you do this and it's so important, is when there is conflict, our first reaction is to stop it. Right. by any means necessary. So that could be yelling at the one we think is at fault, blaming the older one usually, uh, yeah. not because it's their fault, but because they're older. Um, and I'm saying that as a youngest, I remember all the time me and my brother would fight and from the other room, they would yell at my brother. Gosh. <laughs> um, oh, poor guy. But uh, Or by like telling them just stop, go away from each other. And sometimes people need space, but I do think we do have this time and we're going to, probably have it for the next weeks uh, on weeks, um, together to dive in and actually bring them together, make them face that conflict, make them see the other person's point of view, make them try to experience humility. Um, I think that's a good discipline for us. And one of the things we kind of noticed is this week, you and I, for different reasons, have been pretty tired by the end of the day. And so we haven't really been kind of engaging and having a lot of family, five, all five of us together time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, let's watch something or let's do whatever. Yeah. Um, and so we need to do that, not necessarily every day, but pretty regularly to build that structure and to bring them back and to be able to have those conversations around, like, what's working, what's not, where are our hearts, how, yeah. do, you, um, how do you pursue kindness.
1: How do, like, so when you think about, like, practically putting your head around this, so I think – A lot of families might actually be dealing with this where they're seeing cracks in the surface of their family where things are being highlighted where sibling relationships are difficult marital relationships are difficult like what are some active things and practical things that you might advise families and couples to do you just mentioned having continuing to have family dinner what else
0: Yeah, so family meals in general, whether it's dinner or breakfast or lunch or whenever you can, to be together around a table, to have meaningful conversations, to pursue each other, to hear each other well. I think that's really important for kids. Um, I think a real challenge, I would imagine, and, and I feel this a little bit for spouses is that we sort of feel like stuck here. So we are around each other a lot, <laughs> yeah. but it's not like we haven't had a date night
1: per right.
0: se, right? And it's easy to just get into crisis mode, if you will, of just keeping the house running, making sure we have enough toilet paper, <laughs> doing the things <laughs> right. that people feel like you need to do, teaching your kids if they have school going on, get keeping your work moving forward, right? And not Being intentional about, hey, we should just sit down and have coffee together and chat, or we should Mm -hmm. go for a walk. And I think that's been helpful on the days when we've been able to do that. Like this morning, you and I were able to just go for a 20 minute walk. Um, But even if it's not that, even if it's just sitting on the front porch or sitting at the kitchen table without kids around and just Mm -hmm. talking and connecting, I think that's so important because a lot of our connection with people outside of our family is being uh, stopped. Or you know, move to virtual, which is fine, but not as ideal. Yeah. And so it's a great, in some ways, like showing the crack of like what isolation or loneliness might feel like is a great opportunity to say, how do I find more intimacy in my marriage? Yeah. How do I dive into this? And it doesn't have to be a big deal. Like you don't have to go out to a fancy dinner because you can't, right? right? <laughs> like you can just sit at the table after the kids are in bed and just you know, have and well, a glass of wine and chat about the day, and how are you feeling about all this, and well, what is going on?
1: I was just going to say that that um, last question that you posed, how are you feeling about this? And I guess you can define that pronoun this as um, anything you're discussing, but the important part, I think what we land in is where we will sit down and discuss the facts about what's going on and what's happening in the world and what's happening in our household, but I think that um, – The word, the question, how are you feeling about what's happening, changes the conversation and turns it into a more intimate and date like conversation, which, yeah, which Uh, is as opposed to
0: like the logistics or the facts around trying to teach your kids or dealing with working from home. Is that what you're saying? Right. Or
1: even the facts around like the news or the information that you're receiving. Um, If you can drop below those facts into a feelings place, I think you start connecting with your spouse or with your kids a little bit more intimately, which I think, if it's fair to say, I think that's what we really desire um, is the, are those intimate conversations, but it's really hard to get there. It's hard to know the questions to ask, it's, and it's hard to know what what to say to pursue that. Um, but we all have a desire to be known and be seen really well.
0: Yeah, I think when you're using the word Hard. It is scary. It's scary to ask questions about how you feel. So in my case, to ask you how you're feeling about something because there is a decent chance that part <laughs> of how you're feeling has to do with me, <laughs> right? Yeah, and positive so, so, or negative, so but I you have never to know. Enter into that with you. Um, it's also that like how you're feeling about this quarantine right now, and our kids. Like I can't fix. Right. And so. That's the point I mean that's not the point that is a point which is I can't fix your feelings almost any of the time right it's like sometimes there are things that I can change but it's not about me fixing them it is about me sitting in those feelings with you yeah and so in this situation where you're feeling stretched or overwhelmed or exhausted by trying to teach our kids school or being stuck in the house not seeing other friends, Hearing from teachers that things aren't going the way we're spo- they're supposed to, right? <laughs> yeah. All those things. Feeling
1: like a failure.
0: Yeah, worrying about toilet paper. Whatever it is, which you're not doing, but I think I worry about it more than yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: sometimes I Yeah, you know, like I worrying do.
0: about like how all this is going to work out. Uh, part of what marriage is, is sitting in those feelings with each other and just saying, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm with you. That makes sense. Not, yeah. oh, here's how we fix it
1: right so just you're think no- about this and and not necessarily to say that i want you to agree or feel the same way because then i think i'd be discouraged all the time and be like oh my gosh we're both a mess what are we gonna do but rather like you said like i don't I, i'm not seeking for you to fix me i'm seeking for you to just be with me and listen and say man that really stinks i'm sorry um but not in like a condescending way there's so many rules do you feel that
0: so many rules? Yeah. What do you mean?
1: I mean, like, I'm like, okay, I don't want you to fix me, but I don't want you to have a pity party or, like, feel exactly the same as me, but I want you to relate to me, but I don't want you to relate to me in such a huge way that makes me feel like we're we're both a mess, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, we fight about that, that I feel like you have a lot of rules that I have to follow. Uh, yeah. Um. And they're
1: all unspoken.
0: <laughs> they're not. That's not true. <laughs> but, <laughs> some of them some are really are loud and angry. <laughs> but I also have a lot of rules about random things, and we fight about that as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that is the give and take of marriage is saying, yes, we both have rules, some of which are unreasonable, and that we step into that conflict or that potential for conflict even though we know it might not go well. Mm-hmm. Because if we continue to pursue it and work through it, and see each other and hear each other's feelings and acknowledge those feelings, like in the long run, that will be good.
1: Yeah, and right? I think that we have an aversion toward complexity. Like, I think that's some of, you and I have talked about this a tiny little bit, and I'll, I think we should close out on this soon, but um, that it is hard to live in complexity. So right now, the situation in the world is that there is, a huge pandemic and it's COVID-19 and we're all in quarantine and it's hard to not do two things. One, to like freak out and hoard everything to try to gain control. But the other one is to to sort of say, okay, so this is the time limit and sort of set a time frame for when sure. this is going to be complete. It's really hard to just sit in it and say, this is just where we're at. And it might right. be another two weeks. And it might be another two months. And we may be dealing with this next fall, but we're not sure. That is super hard to just sit in. And I think it's, it goes against human nature to do that with a pandemic and with our marriage. <laughs> I just compared a pandemic to our marriage. Is that <laughs> problematic? <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, some days our marriage <laughs> feels... Like a fever and a headache and (laughs) a dry cough. Uh, No, I think you're exactly right. We like simple. We like control. We like to know what's next. And we are living in a time uh, of not knowing what's next. Like we have to live day by day. Like what are we going to do today? And in some ways, it's been nice because it's gotten a lot of the busyness and things out of our life for a short time. Um, In some ways, that is hard, as you noted earlier, because it shows cracks or brokenness or hurt that was there that we just were able to paper over because we had all this other stuff going on. And in some ways, it's just scary because we just want to know what is my life going to look like. And we don't know right now, right? Exactly. Like, by September, this could be a blip and everything could be back to normal. Or some parts of our life may never be the same. We'll see, right?
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think it's a mistake um, to rush over it or to try to paper it up any longer.
0: Yeah. And I think we're talking about this in the context of the coronavirus. But that last point you made is just so critical in our marriage, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And with our kids, which is we have all these experiences and we hurt each other and we have great experiences and positive experiences and we shouldn't try to paper over either of those and sugarcoat them. We should sit in those things together.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree.
0: With that, let's go.
1: Stat of the week. All right, Rach. Rach, what's up? I got a stat
0: for you. (laughs) I was doing a little research. Um, on toilet paper I brought it up earlier <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I've been oddly concerned about this situation I'm not sure why people are hoarding toilet paper but they are
1: did you know fun little fact our mm-hmm. neighbor um, told me that she's growing something called called lamb's ear which traditionally like way back when was used as toilet paper and she just happens to have a bunch of it in her yard and so she told me that if worse comes to worse we could use her lamb's ear
0: what if it's poison ivy and she's just <laughs> playing a trick on you?
1: Then I know we're not really friends.
0: <laughs> that would be problematic. Yeah. So in just reading up on this, just out of curiosity, I came across a stat that I don't actually think is true.
1: <laughs>
0: so I'm, I'm going to awesome. ask you okay. what you think the answer should be, and then we'll go from there. So the average household, the average U.S. household of 2.5 people, right? One Apparently, that's two adults and a half kid. I don't know. (laughs) How many rolls, regular size rolls, which I guess is distinguished from those rolls that say, like, this is the equivalent of four times as many rolls, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, how many regular rolls of toilet paper do you think they use in a year? A family of two and a half people.
1: Of two and a half people. I don't know
0: why that's the family size.
1: I don't know. Like, 200 rolls?
0: I would have thought that as well.
1: What does it say? It's way higher. Really?
0: It's double. 409 Really? That means more than a roll a day. No. For these two and a half people. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's some serious work you're doing.
1: <laughs> you have an incredible diet full of fiber. That's amazing.
0: I, I can't imagine. We have five people in our home.
1: Right, but granted, At least two of us
0: use toilet paper. <laughs>
1: yeah, and four of you are boys. So, so
0: we use less toilet paper? Yeah. Okay.
1: I so. mean, are you wiping every time you pee and poop?
0: Um, no. Am I supposed to be?
1: No. (laughs) Okay. That's not how, I've known it to traditionally work.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'll start if that's what it takes. (laughs) That'll make you happier. So, okay. Let's say you had five girls wiping in your house. Or I guess a husband, wife, and three girls. And they're wiping every time they pee and poop. You think you're going to get to 409 rolls?
1: I think you might be able to if you have, that many girls. But I think if you have a house of boys and one mom, I think, I mean, and in our case, boys are barely wiping at all. And so I just think that the toilet paper usage in our house is exceptionally low. Interesting. I don't want anyone to make any inferences on what that means about us.
0: (laughs) 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 They've already made plenty of inferences. (laughs) Don't worry.
1: They're not even assumptions or inferences. They're just truths, facts. Our boys don't wipe sometimes. Yeah.
0: So, um, This article um, was quoting Georgia Pacific, talking about the fact that part of the reason potentially people are concerned about paper products in their house is that if everyone's at home and no one's going to work, your usage of toilet paper or paper towels would go up, right? Sure. And they estimated that it could go up 140%. Oh, my gosh. So if you – that means you'd be at 560 rolls of toilet paper a year. Again, for a family of 2.5 people –
1: That – doesn't that really sounds make crazy. A ton of sense.
0: I mean, yeah, you're like eating it at that point.
1: Yeah, we kind of have a like four square rule in our house.
0: No, we don't. You might.
1: Oh well, that's. How I've, I've seen some kids. other.
0: <laughs> I've seen them operate, and they use way <laughs> more than four squares.
1: <laughs> I remember when we had a toddler who was just learning how to go to the bathroom, and he threw a roll of toilet paper in the toilet.
0: Uh, like he unraveled the whole thing. Nope, Did- just
1: wiped with the whole. Roll like just swept it and threw the whole thing in the toilet.
0: I mean, whatever it takes. (laughs) I know. Unbelievable. All right, Rach. Hey, Rach. Another week of quarantine down. Done. I think I'm under 14 plus pounds added, so that's good.
1: Good. Still working on the
0: quarantine 14.
1: (laughs) Keep eating those chips.
0: Thank you so much for working on the farm.
1: Thank you for working on the farm.
0: All right, talk to you soon.
1: Check ya.